Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The InDesigner, the podcast that provides information, instruction, and insight for designers using and learning Adobe InDesign. I'm your host, Michael Murphy, graphic designer and Adobe certified expert in InDesign CS2, and this is episode 26. The title probably doesn't mean what you think. If you think it's about master pages, you're wrong, and whatever else you might have thought Yes Master referred to, I'd rather not know. No, this episode is going to go back to my favorite InDesign topic, styles. Earlier this summer, I did a presentation at the New York InDesign user group meeting where the topic was styles, and I'm going to give you, my loyal international audience, the benefit of what you didn't get to see if you weren't there. A look at how flexible and powerful a well-planned series of paragraph and character styles can be. I'm using as an example this contents page for my magazine. This is a one-page version, but the typical length for our TOC is two pages. The page is organized by category rather than strictly by page order, and the categories are color-coded so that they're easily identifiable. The category headers are followed by these large page numbers and department names in the same color or a tint of that color, then by the actual title of the article and a brief description of it. So there's a very specific order and organization here. From a design standpoint, these are always fun pages to work on because I get to pick from the best images in the magazine and creatively combine them into a layout that entices the reader into the issue and serves as a guide to the content that they're looking for. Here's a closer look at how this is all put together. I've created an overlay diagram indicating the underlying style structure for this table of contents entry. The names in red italics are the paragraph styles, and the black arrows indicate the next style settings for those styles. So TOC category header green has a next style setting of TOC column name green, which has a next style setting of TOC column headline green, which has a next style setting of TOC feature description. These large page numbers are a nested character style within the TOC column name green style, and the alignment is set up with right-aligned tabs for the numbers and left-aligned tabs for the text. This level of upfront planning for these table of contents items allows me to format them in one step, as you'll see here with this unformatted version. I can select the entire write-up and, from the Paragraph Styles palette, choose the first style in the sequence, in this case TOC column name green, and apply the style, then the next style. And the whole thing is perfectly formatted. And I can just as quickly format this other item in the same way, as well as these feature story write-ups here, which have their own Paragraph Styles and Next Style instructions. This contents page contains 28 different paragraph styles. Most of those contain nested character styles and are in some way related to one another through based on or next style settings. But I can make layout-wide changes by changing only two or three styles, and those changes will cascade through all of the other styles in the layout. How is this possible? By creating master styles upon which other styles are based. Before you go looking for master styles in the user guide or help files, don't bother. They're not there. This is something I came up with on my own. Let's start with the color category bars as an example of what I mean by master styles. Each of these category headers has been styled using a rule above setting of 12.5 points in green, which I can easily change to 20 points or 30 points or 40 points, and so on, if that's what I want. If you haven't already figured out this little trick for getting text in a bar of color, now you know. 
I'll set this rule to 10 points instead and click OK. That's all well and good for this one bar, but I want all of my different colored bars to be consistent without having to change each one individually. Thankfully, I set this TOC category header green style to be based on a style called TOC category header master. In fact, all of these color bars are based on TOC category header master. So to change every one of these category bars, all I need to modify is the TOC category header master style. If I make that same change to the rule in the master style, every one of my category bars changes size. Because the only thing different about these styles that are based on the master style is their color, which remains unique. So by setting my master style rule to 10 points, I get that same result in every style based on it. While I'm in here, I can also change the size of the text in all of these color bars to 10 point, and every style is updated with the new point size. Once this master style was the way I wanted it, I just kept duplicating it and changing only the color of the rule for each subsequent style. But each one is based on the master, so any changes to that, other than the color of the rule, are applied to all of the others. Here's where this really pays off. Suppose I decide there's just too much sans serif type in this layout, and I want to use some serif fonts to add contrast, starting with the big page numbers. From the character styles palette, I'll edit the TOC big page numbers master style. I've got the preview box checked, so you'll see how those changes are applied in the background as I make them. First, I'll switch from Interstate to Adobe Caslon Pro. No, make that Adobe Caslon Pro bold. And I'll switch the case to small caps so I can take advantage of the open type features of this font and set the figure style to tabular old style, giving me these nice ascending and descending numerals. Since Adobe Caslon Pro is very different from Interstate, I'll need to adjust the baseline shift that lines these big numbers up with the smaller text to the right of them. I'll click OK and just zoom out a bit. And you can see that even though I modified only the master style, all of the red, green, orange, and blue numbers have been changed as well. I can make these same layout-wide changes to the column names too, just by editing the TOC column name master style. I'll change the font for those to Adobe Caslon Pro Bold as well, and reduce the size of the type to 8.5 points, and click OK. But now my big numbers are misaligned again, so I have to go back to the master character style for them and adjust the baseline shift one more time. I'll just knock that down another point, and as you can see, it's made these changes for all of the different colored numbers and column names just by changing the master styles. When I presented this layout at the InDesign user group, I was asked how long all of this took to set up. Defining and setting up these styles themselves took a bit of time, but since many of them are just slightly modified duplicates of another style, it didn't actually take that long considering how many styles are in this document. This is where a lot of your upfront time is best spent, anticipating for and building in flexibility. You saw how easy it was for me to change my mind later and achieve another look for the page numbers and column text. The payoff for that investment in upfront work is felt every month when I have to create a new contents page. It's like the old carpenter's axiom of measure twice, cut once. Watch how quickly I can apply the styles to this unformatted version of the same page. I don't even have to select everything to apply these styles. My cursor just has to be somewhere within the paragraph or paragraphs I'm applying styles to. 
Control clicking the name of the starting style in any sequence calls up the contextual menu for applying the starting styles and next styles. This is why it's worth the time to set up flexible functional styles. These are repetitive settings that never have to be set up again. And with the master styles I demonstrated earlier, you can change the look and feel of your styles just as easily. And that's about all the time it takes me to format my contents page each month. What do I do with the time I've saved? Well, in this case, I was able to play around with the chalkboard image at the top of the page. Normally, this is just a solid red area with the logo, month, and other information. But with the extra time at my disposal, I was able to incorporate the education theme of this issue into the header, creating some handwritten text and giving it a chalk-like effect. And I went into Photoshop to vandalize the wood frame at the bottom and carve supply chain's rule into it, a nice little touch that I just never had the time to do before. That's why I spend the time planning and implementing my master styles, so when inspiration strikes at the last minute, I have the time to act on it. That's it for this week's episode. I'll be back with another installment very soon. In the meantime, feel free to post comments on the blog at www.theindesigner.com, send questions or comments to info at theindesigner.com, or look for me on AIM or iChat as The InDesigner. Until next time, this is Michael Murphy for the InDesigner video podcast. Thanks for watching.